it's me, Coley. It's been so long since we've seen each other that it feels sad that I'm talking to nobody in an empty room. But what I hope you know is I'm speaking to you uh, and I'm sending all my love your way. I wanna welcome anybody who is new to this study. Um, we're kind of opening up our study as we always do, but now is a time where if you've never been a part of our Bible studies or if you didn't start with us from the beginning of Exodus, you can totally jump in now. We're moving all of our groups to online, which means that you have a chance to get into a group. We're starting new groups. Uh, we're adding some members to other groups. So if this is your first time, welcome to Bible study. Um, if you're coming back and joining us again, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, as, we as we go through the book of Exodus, it's been a 20-week series, and we are down to the last four weeks of study. Uh, we've made this time, this session six weeks just so that we have a chance to get to know each other to jump online all that stuff but I don't know about you but there is no better time that I can think of than to be in the word together in a season of quarantine a season of isolation I feel like this is a gift from God for us to be able to be in community to be encouraging one another and praying for one another uh, and studying God's truth and his promises together so Welcome to everybody who's joining us for the first time. I have a few just brief housekeeping things I wanna go over. This is just our basic introduction. The official teaching will start next week. I just wanted to familiarize and orient everybody to what we're doing in this season. So, um, as you know, we're going through the book of Exodus. Um, this is the study guide that we had before, so we'll be sticking with it. If you're new and you don't have a study guide, no worries. We've made all of our resources available online at cachurch.com backslash WBS. That's where you can find talks every week. That's where you can find printable guides to this. And that's where you can also sign in if you don't have a Zoom group to meet with. Um, so check that out for resources. Um, your leader will provide questions for your group each week. Uh, we've added a few questions to this segment, and really we're focusing on more on check-in time because everyone's handling the pandemic differently, and we wanna be able to share and process and encourage each other in community in that. And so you're gonna see the questions in your study guide each week, but your leader will have a few additional questions just to lead you into the time and to make sure everyone gets to share how they're doing and how they're feeling in this season. Um, your only job this week is to listen to the talk before you jump into your Zoom group. There's no homework this week. Uh, we really wanted the first week to be about getting to know each other. If you've already know each other, if you're a group that's been together for 15 years, then we wanted to give you time to talk, to check in, see how one another is doing, pray for each other. And then lastly, we really just wanted to give you this first week to work out any technical kinks. We've never done online groups before in this way. So whether you're using Zoom, Google, chat, whatever you're using, we wanted to give you time as a group to figure it out. Um, and so no one has to be embarrassed if they don't understand it. Uh, this, is your, this is your chance as a group to figure out kind of your new rhythm and how things work in your group. So that's why we're not doing a lesson the first week. And last but not least, um, this is the best time to get in a group. So like I said, if you're watching, if you're from New Zealand and you don't have a church community, you can get in on our Zoom groups because no one's meeting in person, everyone's meeting online. So there's equal access uh, for anywhere in the world you can be part of our community in this season. So we wanna encourage you and invite you to be part of that. 
I want to give you a little bit of the overview of Exodus. Uh, some of you might be jumping in for the first time, and those of you who are with us the whole time, you might have totally forgotten what we studied a few weeks and months ago because this pandemic has felt like we've been in quarantine for years. So I just want to give you a little brief overview of Exodus. I'm not going to do a perfect job at it. Uh, a resource I'd really encourage you to watch if you're interested, the Bible Project does a great overview on the book of Exodus. It's a two-part series, but if you're jumping in for the first time and you need a little context, I want to refer you there. Um, but just for uh, purposes today, I'm going to give you a brief, brief, brief overview of the book of Exodus. So the book of Exodus starts uh, with the family of Joseph, Joseph and the amazing technical color coats. Joseph is part ruler in Israel and he establishes God's rule and reign in that kingdom. So Israel is known in Egypt as God's people. What happens is 70 years pass, all of um, Joseph, his family members, everyone passes, and there's kind of this lull in between generations, and suddenly, 70 years later, a new king comes on the scene, and his name is Pharaoh. And he knows nothing about Joseph and their God and the, the Israelites. So Pharaoh comes into place, and Pharaoh wants to be the new God. And so the book of Exodus opens uh, with Pharaoh enslaving the Israelites. Basically, he wants them for his free workforce, and he does not believe in their God. He wants to be the God of the nation. And so he enslaves the Israelites and he ends up enslaving them for over 400 years. He takes them into captivity. He has them work for the royal palace. Um, he's basically trying to get God out of the equation. And so Pharaoh is oppressing the Israelites. God sees his people and he has compassion and mercy on them. And so he develops a plan to get them out and he calls forth his leader, Moses. Now Moses was born at a time when Pharaoh was killing all the firstborn of Israel. But God spared Moses. His mom wrapped him in a swaddling cloth, put him in a reed basket and sent him down the river. And lo and behold, he went down the river and who found him but Pharaoh's daughter. So Pharaoh's daughter finds this little um, Israelite baby and she picks him up, she takes him in, and she keeps him as her own. And that's how the story of Moses starts. And so God, God predicts God foreshadows that Moses, uh, will, his life will be spared, and God raises Moses up to be a leader of the Israelites. So when Moses becomes of age, God calls me and says, I want you to lead my people out of this captivity. And Moses says, how do I do that? I can't do that. Who am I to do that? The Lord says, I will be with you. I'll do it through you. And so God starts with a series of 10 plagues, um, and basically he's casting all of his judgment on Pharaoh and his kingdom. After the 10 plagues, Pharaoh's had enough. Pharaoh finally, finally says, all right, Moses, you can take your people. Everybody who I've enslaved, you guys can go. Just leave. We don't want any more plagues. So Moses takes the Israelites out of Egypt. And then three days after they've been wandering, Pharaoh realizes, what am I doing? I can't let these people go. So he sends his army. He sends his best chariots. He says, bring my slaves back. And so Moses and in the community are wandering in the desert and they look over their shoulder and who's coming but Pharaoh to take them back into captivity. And so Moses and the people are stuck uh, right at the shore of the Red Sea. They're surrounded by water. There's no way out. Moses prays, Lord, will you spare us? Will you deliver us? And God parts the Red Sea and Moses and the Israelites walk across the ground, the dry ground, to safety on the other side. And as Pharaoh's army goes in, the Lord closes the seas and wipes them out. 
That's where we begin our next portion of the Exodus journey. The first part was, this is our God. The second part is lessons from the wilderness. So now that Moses has safely delivered the people to safety and Pharaoh is no longer their ruler, we see the Israelites start to embark on a journey that ends up being 40 years. 40 years. Can you imagine? 40 years where the Israelites are wandering in the desert and looking for the promised land. And you might be wondering, why, why would God allow them to wander for 40 years? And that's what we're studying in this book. And so there's just two points I want to share with you just to kind of encourage you and to cast vision for where we're going in this series of Lessons from the Wilderness. And the first point is, God uses the wilderness to mold us. God uses the wilderness to mold us. God had taken a people that had been enslaved for 430 years, and then he set them free, but there was still so much bondage in them to worship, to fear, to security. They were enslaved uh, to things that were not God. And so God brought them to the wilderness as a way to mold and form them. And I wonder if that sounds familiar to anybody right now in this pandemic. God uses the hard circumstances in our life, in our desert seasons, in the wilderness, when there seems like no hope, when there's nothing around, God uses those time to mold us and to form our character. And so I don't know where you're at today. I don't know if this season has been hard for you, challenging for your family, um, but I want to encourage you, if you're in your own wilderness, God is using it for your good. There's a verse I want to share with you out of the book um, of Romans. And it says, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. So God has a purpose for us in this wilderness. Nothing that we experience is ever, it's never in vain. God uses everything for good. So whether you're struggling homeschooling your kids for the first time, whether you're annoyed with your husband who you've never had to be with all day, whether you have roommates who are driving you insane, or you live alone and you feel really lonely, whatever wilderness you find yourself in in the pandemic, I wanna encourage you that God wants to use it for your good. He's not abandoning you. He's not, he's not making you suffer unduly. He wants to use this time to develop you. Um, and as I was sitting and praying the other day, I really felt like, for me, the Lord was inviting me uh, to enter a time of inward reflection. Everything in our country, everything in our culture has shut down, minus the grocery stores, but schools are closed, um, shopping malls are closed, places of employment are closed. All the distractions that you and I used to run to are no longer available. And I felt like the Lord just so gently reminded me, Coley, now is not the time to be looking for answers or hope outside. Now is the time to go in. I wanna do some internal work on you and remind you that I am the only true hope. Uh, there's a, there's a uh, story in Jeremiah that I just, I love, and it's about um, God being a potter. And when I think about this season and what we're in, and what we're up against in the pandemic, it really is a difficult season, but I think there's a lot of hope for us and what God could produce in us out of this season. So I wanna read you this story, Jeremiah 18, one through six. It says, this is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Go down to the potter's house and there I will give you my message. So I went down to the potter's house and I saw him working at the wheel. But the pot he was shaping from the clay was marred in his hands. So the potter formed it into another pot, 
shaping it as seemed best to him. Then the word of the Lord came to me. He said, can I not do with you, Israel, as this potter does, declares the Lord, like clay in the hand of the potter, so are you in my hand, Israel. As we're in the wilderness, I invite you to submit yourself into God's hands, that you would allow this time of fear, this time of unknown, this time of anxiety, that you would allow God to hold you in it and mold you in it. I don't know about you, but I've been seeing a lot of things in myself that I don't like. And there's things, there's areas of my life that God's dying to get into. He's knocking on the door. He's saying, let me, let me form you. Let me shape you. Let me make your heart peaceful where it's anxious. And I've, we are people of control, so I can resist. And I think God's saying in this season in the wilderness, let me mold you here into my image and into my likeness. So I want to encourage you today, whatever situation you're in, would you submit it to the Lord and ask him to do his best work in you and for you in this season? And the second point I want to share really briefly is the first one is God forms us in the wilderness. The second one is um, God is using this time to establish himself on the throne. The book of Exodus is a story of God showing his people who he is and reminding and shaping and forming who they are. But God is on the throne in this season. So as the Israelites wandered through the wilderness, they continually questioned, do we have enough water? Do we have enough food? Is God gonna provide for us? They forgot that God is a good God and he has them. He's the one that delivered them from their slavery, but God used 40 years to remind them, I am worthy to be trusted. I'm worthy to be followed. You can depend on me. I read a Psalm yesterday uh, that reminded me of this. Uh, psalm 24 says, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it and all who live in it. For he founded it on the seas and established it on the waters. Everything in the earth is the Lord's. Nothing is beyond his control, his sight, his vision, his care. Everything is his. And so in this season, when we're wondering, what do we do, what's gonna happen? We can look at the God who established the world, who created the seas, the waters, the people, animals, who created everything. We can trust that he knows what he's doing and he has a good plan. God is on the throne in this season. And the second part of that psalm goes on, and it says, who may ascend the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? The one who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not trust in an idol or swear by false gods. This pandemic has really revealed to me uh, some of my false gods or idols. Idols are anything that we put above God. Um, but in a really self-sufficient, independent uh, culture, it's really easy for me to depend on security, comfort, the stock market, my job, my ability to move about as I please, to go shopping when I want. All those things can be false gods to us. And so God, when he brought the Israelites into the desert, he removed all their comforts, all their securities, to show them and teach them that he was worthy to be trusted, that he was worthy to be dependent on. And so again, in this season, God is reminding us that he's on the throne. He's over every problem, situation, worry. He's bigger than that, and he wants you and I to rely on him 
to give him the glory that he is on the throne, he's in control. And he reminds us in the season that we're not. We're not in control, but we serve a good God who has the whole world in his hands, which is amazing. So that's where we're kind of going in the book of Exodus. Um, each week we're gonna have a practical, basically learning, um, tangible, yeah, learning tangible. <laughs> it sounds funny when I say it. We're gonna have something practical for you to practice as God develops and forms us in the wilderness. And in this case, our wilderness is the pandemic. So I encourage you uh, to be st digging into your study every day, to be communicating with your group what you need, uh, praying for one another. This has not been a super easy season for any of us. And so we're coming together as the body of Christ to remember that we have a God who's bigger than this. And we have a God who delivered the Israelites out of the wilderness. And we have a God who will deliver us out of this pandemic. So praying for you today, wherever you are, want you to know that our entire staff is here to pray for you. If you don't have a group, please don't do this study alone. It's so much better in community. Um, log on to our website, type in your name, and we'll plug you into a Zoom group. So thank you for joining us today. Looking forward to seeing you next week as we start our first talk in Exodus. Blessings on you today.